0: Hello, it's Johnny from Johnny's Book Reviews, a site to help inspire you guys to go read, so go read. Today I am reviewing Rolf Macchio's new book called Waxing On, and it comes out today, October 18th, 2022. Now I'm going to be discussing what I liked about the book, what I didn't like about the book, any lessons that I got from the book. Let's kick into it. Yeah! Yeah! So before we begin, let's talk about real estate. It's a really good passive income, but how do you get into real estate? You have to buy the property and deal with annoying tenants. Who wants that, really? What if you could buy into a portfolio an account that buys the properties for you and handles the tenants? Is that such a thing? Yep. It's called a real estate index funnel, but I use Fundrise as this company is one of the better real estate Index funds out there. You can start as low as five dollars. And if you use my referral link you get twenty-five dollars HTTPS slash slash fundrise.com slash r slash OPR 3zp again, it's fundrise.com slash r slash OPR 3zp You'll get a twenty-five dollars. I'll get twenty-five dollars as well, but the main point is that you're gonna be setting up a real awesome real estate portfolio risk fee. You don't have to worry about the tenants. You don't have to worry about buying the property. They have properties, commercial warehouses, and multi-million dollar apartment complexes. When you invest into this account, you're buying shares specifically into those buildings and those properties that they own. Now. But once you buy or pull money into the account, diversifies it into all the properties that they own. So again, use my referral link, sign up, and get started with real estate today. Again, my referral link is farnes.com slash R O P R 3 Z P. Again, the referral link is O P R 3 Z P R. First off, what is this book about? So before we get into that, let's talk about Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio is the actor who starred in Karate Kid that made Ralph Macchio a household name. Everyone knew him as the Karate Kid and this really put him on the map, essentially. And this really defined his life as an actor. And so in this book specifically, he mentions a lot about What he did in The Karate Kid, and he talks a lot about specifically the the film, the pop culture, and his own life. So this is what Amazon.com has to say about it. So this is kind of the information about the book on Amazon.com. Here it is. So since The Karate Kid first crane kicked its way into the pop culture stratosphere in June 1984... There hasn't been a week Rolf Machio hasn't heard familiar shouts of wax on, wax off, or sweep the leg. Now with Macho reprising his role as Danny LaRusso in the number one ranked Netflix show, Kobukai, he is finally ready to look back at this classic movie and give the fans something they've longed, craved. The book will be Rolf Macho's celebratory reflection on the legacy of the Karate Kid in film, Pop culture in his own life. It will be a comprehensive look at a film that shaped him as much as it influenced the world. Machio will share an insider's perspective of the untold story behind his starring role, the innocence of the early days, the uh, audition process, and the and the filmmaking experience, as well as take readers through the birth of some of the film's most iconic moments, like the crane kick. Ultimately, the book centers on the film itself, focusing on the reason that the characters and themes have endured in such a powerful way and how these personal experiences have impacted Macho's life. It will bring readers back to the day that met Daniel LaRusso and Mr. Miyagi for the first time, but will also provide a fascinating lens into how our past shape all of us and how the past can come back to enrich one's life in surprising and wonderful ways. Again, that was from Amazon.com. It's a little bit of an information about the book Waxing On by Ralph Macho, and that's provided by Amazon.com. That's essentially what the book is about. It, it really focuses on the Karate Kid and his experience with the Karate Kid. So before we get into the review, I really wanted to provide a couple pages from the book. This is chapter 5, The Crane Takes Flight, and this is on page 97. And this is what Rolf Machio has to say. Chapter 5 again. I've learned that throughout Asia, the crane is a symbol of happiness and eternal youth. In Japan, the bird is considered a mystical or holy creature. It symbolizes good fortune, longevity, because of its fable lifespan of a thousand years. With that, I have personally accepted the good fortune of forever being linked to the crane in cinema and pop culture. Why not be associated with happiness, longevity, and eternal youth, right? Sign me up. The belief that good things to come may be associated with this species of bird lends itself to understanding Yet another insightful piece of the Karate Kid puzzle. However, when it came to the crane kick itself, I will offer a favorite Miyagiism: Not everything is as it seems. It's interesting when I think back to the origin of the crane kick, or at least the first time I read about it in Robert Kamen's script. It worked so well on paper and paid off beautifully on the page, but in actual practical reality... It was not so easy to achieve. As a matter of fact, it was essentially impossible to pull off. I once read an interview with Kim and who was asked about the crane technique and the basis of it. Robert's response was, I made it up. It was just something I thought up on the spot. You have no balance, your hands aren't in a defensive position. It's just cinematic. Yes, this is true. He did make it up. It was cinematic, and at first it was perfectly impossible to execute from script to screen. Seasoned stuntmen and martial artists all gave it their best shot, but as I recall, the kick conceived in the script just wasn't working no matter what we did. I eventually thought, "Uh uh-oh, this crane thing might not work. On paper, it was described as Daniel LaRusso balancing on one leg, the other being the injured leg that was swept in a previous match. And with the base leg that he's standing on, he throws a high front snap kick and lands back on that good leg he just kicked with. The injured leg would never touch the ground. Made sense, right? However, we soon learned that to pull off the maneuver seamlessly, one would have to switch base legs after the kick was snapped. And then quickly switch back to standing on the healthy leg. The kick lost its fluidity whenever someone tried it with only one leg engaged and having to do all of the work. No one could effectively stick the landing without seeming off balance. If I remember correctly, there was even talk of doing it with wires to achieve the height necessary to throw the kick with enough time to return the good leg to the base position for landing. Again, that is on page 97 to 99 chapter 5 and i really wanted to provide a kind of couple pages for you guys before i get into the review that is on one of the more iconic scenes in the movie where he does a crane kick it's just made up it's cinematic and it really did well for him and now everyone does that kick now everyone knows that kick it's the most iconic scene and moment that Daniel LaRusso does and Ralph Macchio t- talks a lot about that specifically on chapter 5. So, without further ado, let's fucking get into the review. My review. So, this was a solid book. If you love Karate Kid and if you're watching the show Kobo Kai, this is the book for you. Before I begin, I had high expectations for this book it could not fuck up because if it did i would give it probably a two potentially a one star on goodreads live up to my expectations if it wasn't gonna do well i'm gonna score it very badly that book in particular by colleen hoover she's one of the top selling authors in the world right now and she's a romance author but her top book is it ends with us Everyone wanted to buy that book. Everyone was asking for it, and it's everywhere. TikTok, Instagram, everywhere. So I was like, okay, what the fuck is the hype about this book? And I was like, okay, I have to bite the bullet. And I read the book, and I was like, hmm, it makes sense. And it really met my expectations and went far above my expectations, And that was what I wanted for Waxing On by Ralph Macchio. Because it's going to be a popular book, but also it's Ralph Macchio. I wanted to know specifically his own experience and his personal perspective of him in Karate Kid. Providing that information for me, I read the first couple pages. It it met my expectations in the first couple pages. Here's the reason why. He opens up the book with him going to the first day the movie is released to the world at a movie theater. And then he buys his ticket. He goes and finds his seat, sits down, and he starts watching the movie with fans and anybody who wanted to watch this movie in 1984. He was watching the movie. He loved the the moments in it. And uh, he was talking about how a lot of the people, the audience loved it as well. And he was like, Okay, this is this is awesome. And so after the movie, everyone realized that they were actually sitting with Roth Macho right there. And they were like, Oh my god, that's Karate Kid, holy shit. And so from that moment on, Roth Macho had to actually have a bodyguard or a guard take him out of the movie theater safely and get him into the car and everyone and then when he turned his head everyone was doing the crane kick and he knew at that moment that this movie is going to hit big it's going to resonate with a lot of people it's going to define his career and it definitely did now 30 years later he's reprising that role again as daniel larusso in in cobra kai which is a really good show because of that introduction and because of how he introduced the story, watching the, the movie Karate Kid in the movie theater, I got hooked. And so I kept on reading and I couldn't put the book down. So there's actually one period where I had to go to the bathroom. I mean, I really had to go. I drank 24 ounces of water beforehand. I mean, I, I had to go. However, I didn't. Which is really bad, but I just couldn't put this book down. I literally read three and a half hours, finishing the book before I went to the bathroom. So I got lost in time, and it's been a while since I've actually had the opportunity to get lost in a book. Uh, many books that I've read recently really haven't got me to the point where I get sucked in and I'll read it for four or five hours. I haven't had a lot of books particularly that I read in 2022 that have done that. And so that's why I really like this book because it really sucked me in and I couldn't stop reading it. And sometimes like in 2022, I had many books where that didn't really occur. It was kind of like a task to finish those books. It was kind of a obligation to finish it for some of them. Some of them were really good and I did finish them, but some of them were like, eh, I didn't really need to finish it that was a horrible book and honestly I haven't finished 20 books that I've read this year over 20 books because my rule is like if I read the first couple pages it doesn't catch my attention I'll put that book down and never touch it again and I've done that for almost 20 books this year and that's what I do because I got lost in this book this is uh, one of my top three favorite books this year so what i do is i only choose three books per year as my favorite i do this because it really makes me choose on what books i loved and why so i have a big debate on okay which book had the most impact on my life what book had a good writing what book made me and sucked me in or or what book had like made me keep on reading etc i will kind of look at all the books that i've read for the year And I'll choose the top three. Last year, in 2021, I read 135 books. But it doesn't matter how many books I read. It just matters the fact that I developed a great reading habit. And from that habit, I read a lot of great books. So my Nolia story was up on there uh, by Chip and Joan Gaines. I thought that was a really good book. It had a big impact on my life at that period of time. But I had to choose another book or a couple other books Before I chose that one, so Magnolia's story did not make the list. If you guys want to hear my review of that, definitely check it out. It's on the uh, podcast as well. With this is with 2021, I decided to choose these three books: The Wish by Nicholas Sparks, It Ends with Us by Colleen Hoover, two big romance books, and then a nonfiction book called Ear Nurses by James Patterson. For 2022, it's Been hard. I've read upwards to I think it was 74 books this year so far. But so far, it's been these three books. Jenna McCurdy's book, I'm glad my mom died. Waxing on, this book by Ralph Macchio. And then The Butcher and the Wren, which is a psychological thriller by Elena Euchart. So far, we still have a couple more months to go for this year, but I really think that no one is gonna touch those books, but we'll see. So all the books that I just listed, I do review in my other p- episodes. So check those out. What did I like in the book? So number one, some information was missing. What do I mean by that? So Macho didn't mention anything about his life, like where he was born, what it was like growing up, etc. This is the information that was missing. The main focus in the book is Is his experience in the Karate Kid. How he got the addition. And how he did in the additions. And his experience working with three key characters in the movie. So number one, William Sabaka. Billy Sabaka who played Johnny Lawrence. Pat Morita who played Mr. Miyagi. And then also Elizabeth Shue who played Allie with an Eye Mills in the movie. So he, he talks a lot about the experience with those three people in particular. And then he also talks about some key moments in the the movie as well. The crane kick, etc. He also talks about the fan theories and he discusses how Johnny Lawrence is really not the hero in the movie but he also understands that Johnny Lawrence could be the hero so he kind of like talks about both sides in that theory he also talks about how the crane kick is legal and he argues that it is legal in the book so with that like i really love that because he really talked about his experience in the karate kid and that's what i was really hoping for and he provided 200 plus pages of it and i honestly didn't mind that I love that. And that gets into number two. So did Machio make it repetitive? Because he's talking about Karate Kid for 200 pages. The question is, did he make it repetitive? Fuck no. He did not. And so he wrote the book around 200 plus pages to be exacted as 256 pages. And in those 256 pages, he didn't repeat at all. He talks a lot about the actors he worked with, Pat Morita, Elizabeth Shue, Johnny Lawrence. He talks about his experience getting the job as Daniel LaRusso. And then talking about the sets and pivotal movie scenes like the crane kick, etc. And he doesn't repeat at all. And he did a really good job writing this book. Now, he could have repeated it several times but I honestly didn't think he repeated it at all. The Karate Kid, an encyclopedia, personal perspective of my boy, Daniel LaRusso, talking about Karate Kid. And that's what I really wanted. Honestly, I didn't really care about his prior life or anything like that. I really just cared about his personal perspective over the Karate Kid. He did a really good job and actually it made me love elizabeth shoe ali mills a lot more as well as johnny lawrence william sabaka so thank you ralph macchio so number three it's a quick read it might have been quick because i couldn't put it down which is really awesome uh he really sucked me in and just carried my attention which is what i strive for and look for for every book now of course Sometimes I don't get that, and sometimes it feels like an obligation or like I'm stabbing my eye with a fork getting through some of the books I read this year. So uh, he made the book really easy to follow, easy to read, and I didn't lose interest. He did a really good job in producing and writing this book. So thank you so much, Ralph Macchio. You did a fucking fabulous job. Now, a lot of people might not like the book. Right now, it's not really doing well. It has about a 3.56 on Goodreads out of a 5. I don't know why. I rated it a 5 out of 5 because it is such a fabulous fucking book. I loved it. So that gets into what did I not like. I already said it, but nothing. I have no complaints at all because this is, again, a fucking fabulous book. Get your copy today. It comes out today, October eighteenth, twenty twenty two. Wherever books are sold, Books a Million, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, Walmart, etc. Get the book, read it, and let me get let me know what you think about it. DM me on Instagram or Facebook at Johnny's Book Reviews, or provide uh, a comment or review and tag me with it on Goodreads and. My name through Goodreads is Johnny's Book Reviews as well. Lessons in the book. So, number one, what's one moment that defines you? Big question, right? So, I think it resonates well with Macho. We probably wouldn't know who this person is if he didn't do Karate Kid. What if someone else did Karate Kid? It wouldn't be Ralph Macho writing this book, it would be someone else. So, this moment really defined him. For me, the moment that defined me is when I picked up my first book to read for enjoyment in college. It was my junior year. So my freshman and sophomore year, I didn't really read for enjoyment. I just read articles, research articles, and textbooks, and then books that my professors provided me, which were boring as fuck, by the way. Those were the worst ones that I was stabbing my eye with a fork with because they were just... So fucking boring! Oh my god! And the thing is, you have to read them because if you don't, you don't do a, or you're not going to get a good grade on your paper or even an exam or quiz. So I had one professor literally do, uh, like a twenty question exam for every chapter in the textbook, and he literally sentences from the Book the textbook as one of the questions and there weren't like a b c d questions either they were like short answer and paragraph questions that you had to do and i was like huh yeah it was crazy honestly uh that was probably one of the harder classes i've ever done at denison and i honestly it was absolutely insane I don't, I don't know what happened for me like in college and even going to grad school the idea is what i've developed was reading a book not for enjoyment and so when i started reading a book for enjoyment my junior year i went to the public library in granville ohio and that fucking library is fucking mint by the way so i went it almost matches the brunswick main library curtis memorial library it's just unbelievable you step in there dude it's just gold i loved it granville ohio is also a very rich city like brunswick maine so it makes sense there's a lot of people that donate a lot of money specifically into the granville ohio library and it paid off the same with the curtis memorial library in brunswick ohio or brunswick maine and so when I went to that library, I instantly loved it. I grabbed or looked for like 20 self-help books, business books, biographies, etc. Definitely picked up Tools of the Titans by Tim Ferriss. I'll review that book later on as well. Really fucking good book. Now, again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't read the book cover to cover. I would just pick a chapter from that book read it and apply it to your life because the book contains his notes, the information that he has gotten from several interviews, over a hundred interviews that he's had with top entrepreneurs, celebrities, athletes, people who've went above and beyond in certain areas, etc. Some examples are Anna Schwarzenegger, Gary Verchevek, etc. So I literally took out 20 books. I couldn't read all of them. But it soon made me want to write reviews and talk about books. And then I started johnny's book Reviews.com. I started writing about my books. And then every year, and then every year I progressed to where I was building those reviews every year. You know, I was doing my Instagram. And then I went to my YouTube channel. And then finally, my podcast, which I've been wanting to do for a long fucking time. But here we are. And this is by far my my favorite platform. And this is where I'm going to do a majority of my reviews. Now, some of those reviews and some of my podcast notes will be on my website. So definitely check that out. So, But this defined my moment. And this is what I do now. And I love it. I review books. I talk about the books. And it helps me remember the books. But also, it helps me read awesome fucking books like Waxing On by Ralph Macchio. And it really brings me back to enjoying reading again, which I wasn't doing and wasn't enjoying what I was reading in college. And so this really shifts that little focus, and I love that. Second lesson is friends and family. So what do I mean? He mentions he lost contact for several years with some actors he worked with, like Pat Morita which is Mr. Miyagi. So time took away those precious moments, and Macho briefly mentions he should have talked with Pat sooner. When he did, it was too late. Pat died several months later with kidney failure, and Macho never felt good because he lost contact with him. So the point is to touch base on family and friends you haven't talked to in a while, because sadly, it might be the last time. I talk a little bit about this in more depth in the wish, so check that episode out. But in the episode I talk about my experience on saying goodbye to my mom from another family. I didn't say goodbye the way I wanted to. I didn't hug her and it really resonated with me that I I didn't really say the best goodbye. A couple months later, I get news that she her cancer spread everywhere inside her body. So her liver, kidneys, intestines, etc. And I knew at that moment that there was no way that she was gonna survive. She only had a couple weeks left, and she did. She died a couple weeks later, and I never was able to say goodbye or never really able to talk to her and really didn't really sit well with me. I honestly, whenever I'm done talking with people or saying goodbye, I always finish it off with either a hug or finishing off with something that, like a goodbye, where I'm like, okay, I'm really glad that I said that, that's a good way to end it, Uh, um, I don't regret that. I talk a little bit more about that in the book review, The Wish by Nicholas Sparks, so check that out. That's it for the review over Ralph Macchio's new book called Waxing On. It comes out today, October 18th, 2022. So get your copy wherever books are sold. In this episode, I review the book and I also discuss what I liked about the book, what I didn't like about the book, and any lessons I got from the book. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys want to support this channel, share this episode to people who would like to know more about this book or get a review over this book and then also if you guys want to support it even more provide a monthly contribution the lowest is a dollar and then the highest is ten dollars that will help out getting better equipment specifically for this podcast to provide better reviews for you guys thank you guys so much and i'll talk to you guys in the next one <laughs>